Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast with your host this week, Father Peter Teresa. You're way too excited. <laughs> I've been waiting for my moment to host this show, and we are here. Right, we're going to change. I'm changing. <laughs> I'm sitting in the throne of the host. No, there's no throne. Just, uh, just my little office chair. But I am your host today, Father Peter Teresa, joined by my trusted companion, Father Anthony Tinker. Hello. Well, I don't feel like a companion today. I'm 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 on the I'm on the interviewee seat today. You so are. I'm, I I'm am really... the host because today's a special episode. Where I'm going to interview our very own Father Anthony Tinker. So we are in the middle of our second series. We just finished a series up on healing. It was really awesome. If you haven't listened to that yet, uh, go back and listen to that. Uh, a lot of a lot of great things in there, but now we are in the middle of another series, uh, which we have entitled Native Faith, and so we've had uh, some great interviews with some of our parishioners here on the Gila River, uh, Monica and then Joe, and today we are going to interview Father Anthony. And you might be thinking we're going to interview Father Anthony because he is the pastor of the reservations, and that is true, but that is not why we are interviewing him. We are interviewing Father Anthony because he also has uh, Native American blood. Oh, that's Native American blood. I'm a member of the Osage tribe. Yes. So I am a Native member. I'm a tribal member of the Osage. So that is why you are on the hot seat today, my friend. I'm excited. Uh, we are excited to interview. So you are, so I said that wrong. So I'm obviously the white guy in the room <laughs> uh, and don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, But you are a member of the Osage tribe. So for our listeners, can you tell us? Uh, who are the Osage, uh, where are they from, and maybe just a little bit about their history. Great, thank you. So Osage, um, it's kind of taken from the French, but it means kind of a people of the calm waters. Mm. Um, and uh, we would call ourselves the people of the, the kind of the middle waters, the midwaters. But uh, the Osage are tra- traditionally from kind of Arkansas up through Missouri was our hunting grounds. Um, and we were buffalo hunters, uh, hmm. Plains Indians. And we um, kind of lived very warlike. Um, this is, I, I love, I have to give a quote here. Please the, do, the yes. Missionary Isaac McCoy visited the Osage, and mm-hmm. this is, quote, they are an uncommonly fierce, courageous, warlike nation, and the finest looking Indians I have ever seen in the West. <laughs> I was going to say the calming waters doesn't describe you, but all of those things, (laughs) those that describes you. Yes. So they were, uh, yeah, people. And then obviously uh, when the French came, um, Mm -hmm. so we have our, our, obviously our traditions and and growth. And then the French came, the French colonists, it became part of Louisiana territory and we became traders with the French. They were looking for skins Mm. and beaver skins, et cetera. And so we began to trade with the French. Actually Marquette himself came down as a missionary. Uh, We had the, Lewis and Clark expedition had French Jesuit missionaries as a part of it. Okay. And so there's this real relationship with uh, the French and Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And so I have the traditional aspects, which would be from the Osage tribe. And then the Catholic aspect where the Osage became Catholic through the French missionaries, especially the French Jesuits okay. who came and brought the conversion to the tribe. Um, 
And so that's just a little bit about who the Osage are and themselves. So this Plains Indians, buffalo hunters, uh, fierce, warlike. Um, I went to the Native American uh, Cultural Museum in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And the Osage are mentioned like once in the whole time because they destroyed some other tribal <laughs> village. Uh, so they're very warlike, uh, okay. Plains Indians, buffalo hunters. Yeah. But then uh, they did become Catholic through and became very close to the French, especially the French Jesuits, okay. uh, who they became traitors with. Where, so you said they were uh, hunting in like Arkansas, Missouri area. Does that still where their, their tri- the tribe is today or? No, I'll give, I'll give you some more history. Please, so yeah. in my particular family history. So one of my um, relatives was a fur trader uh, mm-hmm. the t- from the Tinkers. So Tinkers mm-hmm. being uh, from kind of England, Ireland, uh, making their way over. Tinkers originally came over on the Mayflower. Um, but his, it was the brother of the guy came to the Mayflower as my direct ancestor. Uh, who came kind of that next generation, yeah, or the next boat over. Um, and so they made their way out west. Um, there was a fur trader, and he actually married into the Osage tribe. So my Tinker relatives married an Osage woman. A couple of uh, fascinating scenarios. What's going on over there, Father? I don't know. Uh, I don't know a couple, couple of fascinating uh, stories. Uh, first is, so my grandfather, uh, no, my great Great. I think it's great, great, great. It's either great, great, or great, great, great. great Three greats. I think so. Mary's a native woman. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, she goes off on a raiding party because, you know, that's where fierce and our women are going raiding yes. parties. And he stays back. Well, she is um, injured in the in the fight and wow. presumed dead. Wow. So the raiding party returns. Um, and and so the, he grieves. They have a funeral. They have the mourning, et cetera. <clears throat> and he actually ends up marrying another Osage woman. Wow. And has a child. Well, his original wife was actually picked up by the tribe that they had attacked mm-hmm. and found that she wasn't dead, even though laying on the ground. And they nursed her back to health. And she comes back like a year later. Oh, my gosh. And so your great-great-great-grandfather in, in less than a year had remarried another— Had remarried. About a year wow. later, had married another Osage okay. woman. And, and so obviously they're like, oh, goodness. And they're actually Catholic at this time. Yes. And they didn't know. And, and so yeah. he actually goes back to his first wife, his wow. original wife. Yeah. But his second wife has already had a child. Yes. I'm the direct descendant of that child from the second marriage. Wow. So if she wasn't presumed dead, my line of ancestry isn't there. Um, that so, is an unbelievable, like, I don't like just chance of providence, just like the so, way the Lord works. So wow. my I think it's great, great, great grandmother has my great, great grandfather, and she goes moves back in with her parents, mm-hmm. her Osage parents, and they're raised there in the uh, with the tribe. And then we have our Trail of Tears, so mm. we're forced down to what is now northeastern Oklahoma. It's called Pahaska, okay. where our tribal lands are, and so we're forced down into the uh, that area on our own little kind of Osage Trail of Tears. We're actually a unique tribe in Oklahoma, and this is way too many details, but we actually bought our land. Mm-hmm. Um, in, most of the tribes did not buy their land and purchase their land, but because we'd become uh, good friends with the French, we'd earn, earn some money with our mm. trading, et cetera, and we felt it was just the prudent thing to do is to buy our land. And so we actually purchased our tribal lands in Bahaska from the government, which gave us the mineral rights, which becomes important uh, later in our story. Hmm. And so there's my you know, great-great-grandfather on the Trail of Tears. My great-grandfather is born uh, there in Pahaska, Oklahoma. Okay. And this is where things go right. He gets married. And if you haven't heard, the Osage killings are one of the most sad but famous parts of Osage yeah. history, where <clears throat> basically the um, Osage, because they own, they own the own mineral rights. Well, it turns out there's oil. 
Yeah. And so the tribe decides to give head rights. So various uh, families are given head rights. Um, my great-grandfather has a head right for the w- tribe. What's a head right just for? Um, so instead of, uh, of like you own this particular piece of land and this particular piece of oil, yeah. it's we're going to take the money and, and instead of distrib- or distributing to each individually, we're going to distribute to the head right. So if you own the head right, you get the distribution of money from the oil. All of it. Yeah, um, of, of the dis- instead of, uh, so that a head of a family would get that and would distribute mm-hmm. it. And so as to not, I think, break the head rights, because that head right's been passed on. Like my dad did not get our head, our yeah. head right, right? So the head right's been passed on. I think his a cousin has it, his aunt has it, um, maybe his sister. Somebody in the family has kind of our family head right. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money, it, it, they're still like, you know, it's not much anymore. Yeah. A little bit of money mm-hmm. that's coming from the oil these days, it goes to, that's just how they decided to distribute the income from these this oil. At the one time, actually, the Osage were the richest peoples per capita in the world. Wow. In that little area of Bosco, Oklahoma. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, white people, uh, a generic term, people who are non-native, maybe put it that way. (laughs) Gentiles. Gentiles uh, (laughs) decide to enter and start marrying natives and then having them killed to take their head rights. That's so insidious. Men and women, they come in, they would marry a native. Um, you oftentimes get them drunk, poison them, et cetera. It's a really good book wow. about this called Killers of the Flower Moon. It's actually the first big case of the FBI because it's tribal land, so the FBI gets involved. It's kind of how the F- FBI was formed. This, yeah, that's my understanding. This yeah. is how the FBI kind of got, got going. Start. Yeah. I was t- taking care of these murder trials, and actually once I figured out, there has been a payment back, you know, of hundred millions of dollars back to the SH tribe wow. for all that was lost in yeah. these, these, these difficult times in our history. Yeah. But my great-grandfather actually moves off the reservation, goes okay. to Colorado when my grandfather's a boy. Um, and then, uh, but before, eventually that kind of that time period or the 1900s kind of calms down and they go back, they move in back to the reservation. Uh, my grandfather ends up going to o- uh, University of Oklahoma, finds his wife, mostly mm. Louisiana, but um, that's kind of my family history. But getting back to the Osage, um, one of the most famous Osage is a tinker. Mm. Wow. There's actually t- two are very famous. One of the most famous is called Clarence Tinker. It's actually my great uncle. Is Clarence Tinker? Okay, yeah, um, and he was the uh, first Native American to become a general in the U.S. Army. Wow, he was in the U.S. Army Air Corps. What uh, what wars would he have served in as general? Uh, he was a general in World War Two. Okay, um, he served in World War One. Okay, but he was a general in World War Two, and so this is my great grandfather's brother. Okay, um, and he uh, ends up yeah, becoming a general for World War Two, and it's actually a part of the trying to get planes to to bomb Japan. Okay, so he was in the Pacific. He was in the Pacific okay. Theater and actually goes down on a bombing run. Wow. Um, right around the time of Midway. It's before Midway, Okay, but it's right around that time in the war. Mm-hmm. His plane goes down, never recovered. But there's actually a Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. Wow. Um, which That's is a, a relative. Yeah, it's a, that is my that's amazing. great-grandfather's brother, my great-uncle, yeah. or great-grand-uncle, whatever that is, who's there. Yeah. Um, so that's very famous. And actually, the Sylvester Tinker was the chief of the Osage tribe in the 1980s. Okay. And that's my grandfather's cousin, Okay. Um, a Sylvester Tinker. So there's been a couple, it's a very, obviously, uh, important part of, of you know these these important tinkers because there's I, I know you're gonna ask all these questions I just kind of like keep flowing to so just intervene when you need to no no but just just flow my friend as a boy we'd go to the Osage dances okay right? I don't remember them as much as when I was little I don't certainly remember them when I was you know junior high high school yeah dances and and, and just so we're clear this is on your father's side I'm on my father's side yes, yes. okay um, so my father's got the tinkers married into the Osage yeah my great 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 grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, it's, but they stayed with it. So because of my, my great, great, great grandmother who had the yeah. child from the, you know, all that whole yeah. story. And then they tried with the trail of tears came down to Bosco. So my family was just a part of the tribe. Yeah. Um, and 
and but kept the tinker name because yeah. that was the name of the father. And and so on my father's side, we would go up and it was almost kind of like a tinker family reunion as well. We mm-hmm. did over the summers, wow. not every summer, <clears throat> but when we were able to go up and one of the most beautiful parts is these Osage dances and they do family dances. And um, we're, we're basically, he's considered Clarence Tinker is considered kind of the second most important mm. member because of the, the distinction he gave. Yes. The most important member actually of the Osage tribe actually did a ballet about the Osage, which wow. made it onto like New York. Uh, um, How recently? Was this I, like I don't, 60s or 70s? No, or? I, th- I want to say, yeah, sometime okay. wow. over the past hundred years. I, I, was, I don't know that history as particular, yeah. but I know. So what they do is they family dances. Yeah. And it goes and like the most important families dance last. And so the family of the ballet mm. writer actually danced last, but the Tinkers are the second to last dancers. Hmm. And so we get up as a family, you have to be wearing, so there's actually a Pendleton blanket, which is Osage. Yes. Um, which I have one. Um, and, and you wrap yourself in it, it's folded up and you wrap yourself in it and you do a very simple, you know, it's kind of yeah. anybody can do. You kind of do a circle dance to a song. You know, as a part of, there's all these dances, but this is one of the family dances kind of at the end. And you kind of uh, dance in a circle yeah. during singing around as an honor to the, to those Tinker, the, to the Tinker family. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's a very, obviously, um, important part, you know, mm-hmm. of my family history is this, uh, our, uh, because it's how my, my grandfather's raised. He was actually, he experienced, you know, racism, you know, mm-hmm. being, a, you know, mm-hmm. a native growing up. And we mm-hmm. don't look very, very native, but when mm-hmm. you grow up on a reservation, yeah. you know, or tribal lands, you, yeah. you know, experience, unfortunately, that aspect. Yeah. My, uh, great, when my grandfather misbehaved because they were on tribal lands, my great grandmother would tell him, listen, if you misbehave, I'll leave you on the front porch and the white people will take you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously a joke, yes, uh, yes but but yeah. something that's just what it was. That was their culture. That was yeah. their life. They're growing up in, in real poverty, yeah. growing up in, in difficulty, despite kind of the um, the head rights and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, like my grandfather didn't have a lot of money. He was, mm-hmm. lived in, in poverty, just for a lot of for various reasons. But um, it was not. It's kind of you think, oh, rich right, riches per capita, but a lot of it was taken. A lot of people were just right. scared. You know, it was just right. kind of a, a very difficult, difficult time in our family history, yeah. and, and obviously, money got spent pretty quickly. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, an incredible history. Both just uh, the the tribes itself. Um, there's just with the you know the unfortunate things that have happened to the tribe with their, their trail tears, and then. The, the killings um, and the, what, the the name of the book again. If anyone wanted to read the book about, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of how the Flower Moon. It's, it's like how the FBI got involved in, yeah. in the Osage murder. Um, I forget the, there's a subtitle, but Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon. Actually, a movie's coming out about it. Oh wow! I think it comes out in March or, or May of 2023. Okay, but like like Martin Scorsese is the director. It's got Leonardo oh, DiCaprio in it. Yeah. Um, probably a little too violent for me. Sure, but, yeah, um, it is. Yeah, but based upon this book, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. And then even then just your own family's history within the tribe is also um, just very noteworthy. And, and, and that's, that's really incredible. Uh, so growing up, knowing all of this, uh, and then going uh, every summer to Oklahoma to, to the dances, could you just describe what those festivities uh, might have, like all that would have entailed in that? Um, obviously, there's, there's the dancing part. And your dad actually was just kind of mentioning the blankets to me uh, the other day, but... What else would would happen at these sort of uh, this family reunion slash celebration tribal gathering? Yeah. So when I was younger, um, we would stay out in these like log cabins, mm-hmm. these like campgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind of where the family were, was, and so we would all go out, and there was like a, a pond out there. There'd be swimming and, and boating and such, and then. 
um, yeah, we'd go to the various, we'd have, we'd have like family reunion stuff as well. Yeah. So my cousin, um, my dad's, my dad's cousin, Patrick and his family lived out there. So we'd go to his house, his lands and he'd have a big like barbecue. We'd do some like stuff out of the pavilion by this lake. There'd be a number of like just our family, family reunion stuff. And then there were various tribal festivities, um, that would go to the dances being the big one. Mm-hmm. And some other things. When I was in high school, it was back. To, we were in a hotel. <laughs> I think my parents were kind of done with the uh, staying out of the camp log cabin in the campgrounds kind For of situation. Sure, yeah. So yeah. by the time I got to junior high yeah. school, it was. Uh, it, we weren't able to go every summer. Um, yeah, not some we were able to do just because of time. Sometimes you're able to make, sometimes you're not. Sometimes like Boy Scout camp or other yeah. things. Um, but yeah, in general, we would uh, be up. And yeah, uh, a lot of it, the things in my memories of mm-hmm. it were a lot of the family reunion stuff and then hanging out with family. So we would just spend long evenings playing cards or dominoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember uh, we would, we would also, I'd usually take a tour of Tinker Air Force Base. That'd be a okay. part of it. Yeah. Uh, we would we'd take a bus and go down to Tinker Air Force Base, go yeah. see, you know, and, and it was kind of interesting, even when they weren't letting people on because of September 11th and all these other mm. things, they would still let our family on Wow! because of the, the name, the name, because yeah. parents tinker. And so you yeah. get kind of the insider tour. And even that, my dad tells me, I, I, I don't remember it as much, but like we got the inside inside tour when I was yeah. much younger. But then, you know, as you know, well, uh, September 11th and such, we didn't get quite the insiders tour we had had before. Yeah. Um, but so that was certainly a part of it as well. And actually, we would always go to, there's a beautiful Catholic church. So those sage had lots of money for mm-hmm. a time, for, for a brief period of time. Sure, yeah. Uh, the people, and they're very Catholic. Yeah. So they built this beautiful, beautiful wow. Catholic church, this small mission on church. On tribal lands? On tribal lands in Pahaska. Yeah. Um, and we'd always go see it because it has this gorgeous stained glass, which also is a beautiful story. Yeah. Because oh, they, com- so. they commissioned yeah. the stained glass before World War II. From a German artist. Yeah. So the German artist is makes the stained glass, finishes it, and the war breaks out. He buries the stained glass at the bottom of a river. Wow. To protect it. Wow. For the war. Yeah. And so it's actually buried there at the bottom of the river. Yeah. And I forget exactly the history and what happened, but eventually, after the war, it's recovered. Yeah. Brought up out and perfectly preserved. Yeah. And then shipped over to this little chapel in Pahaska. So we would always, we go to the Sunday, we'd have the mass, go to mass there. And we go look at this beautiful stained glass and hear that history yeah. and talk to the um, the priest who helped serve out there. Was it just like, was it illustrated? Was it like saints or was it just like, just just a beautiful art? Just like, just the craftsmanship of it was. It was, I think, I'm, as I remember correctly, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> sure. since I've been down there. Dusted off the my, cobwebs yeah, of yeah, your yeah. childhood memories. Um, as I remember, I remember it being saints. Mm. Um, awesome. But let me, uh, I'm kind of looking while you're talking and I'll tell well, you. What I quick. find so neat about that <clears throat> is that a tribe named for rivers, uh, the, the middle waters or the calm waters, their, their stained glass windows are preserved in a river. Isn't that funny? Uh, and so I just find that to be a, just a really neat little, um, I don't want to call it a coincidence, but just a providence uh, of just the, the Lord works. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's this beautiful kind of connection to, yeah, um, yeah and you can look it up. The Cathedral yeah. of the Osage, they okay. call it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, it is saints. That's what, yeah. that's what I thought as I looked nice. at it. But this beautiful, yeah. um, these beautiful stained glass windows uh, that are there in this uh, beautiful church in Pahaska. That's awesome. So I want to, I have, I, have I have two questions in my, I, I'm going to save one. So the thing I want to ask right now is uh, growing up, uh, you grew up, and I would imagine that 
a lot of your friends in Texas were not tribal members as well. <laughs> right. Uh, and so just growing up and then also like in a Catholic charismatic covenant community, um, how, you know, I mean, it sounds like there was a lot of pride in, in this part of your family's identity. Um, and so just how did all of these things fit into little father Anthony's soul as a boy? Um, and just the way you understood yourself, the way you understood yourself, maybe like as different than your other peers. Um, and, and how that, like, if any way, um, just kind of fed your soul, your spirit in, in your Catholicism. Yeah, I, I think a, f- a few ways. Um, one is, interestingly enough, because my grandfather had experienced racism, mm-hmm. he was very anti-racist, hmm. which was interesting because he goes to Louisiana. Yeah. Right? So that's where he gets a job. He ends up in the oil industry. We got buried as a wife. And again, we don't. he doesn't look very native. Sure. Um, and so, but he's in uh, 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 Abbeville, Louisiana. And one time he's out on the golf course. And this is back, you know, before civil rights movement. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, an, an individual who's there who, uh, and my father remembers the story. It's just, it kind of, maybe surprised it just got started, but it wasn't really there yet. And there was a, a man, you know, a black guy serving at the uh, country club. And one of the fellow whites, like, makes fun of him because he's a black. And my dad remembers a little boy, my grandfather, like, yelling at him. Wow. And, like, that's not how you, that's not how you talk to people. Yeah. Like, and this is, like, deep south, like, Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and my father, my grandfather sticking his neck out. Yeah. And so th- those sto- stories like that always kind of stuck out yeah. um, to me, you know, yeah. as, as just, like, like that, because when you, you know, just kind of, hey, like, you never, like, that, there's this, we, we treat people equally. Mm-hmm. And so that really, I think, was a part of the, um, my kind of upbringing. Um, and, and then number two, it was this like just pride in, in our tradition, mm-hmm. you know, that though um, we didn't like, we went to the dances, but it wasn't like a part of my day-to-day life. I wasn't like, sure. I'm native. I, I would fill out the forms, you know, yeah. and they're like, kind of, you know, native American, you know, as part of my heritage. Yeah. But I wasn't carrying the banner or anything else. Um, I just knew it was, I was a pride. And I tell the stories because yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Like these are just stories my father told me. And the reason I'm yeah. telling them now is because my father told them over and over yeah. again. Like yeah. there's actually a book called Turn of the Wheel hmm. about, the Tinker family history hmm. um, from coming over the Mayflower and then with the Osage. And wow. there's some other families in there as well. But tinker- so Tinkers were on the Mayflower? Yeah, you didn't hear that beginning of my... I There was a lot of details in there. <laughs> so, yes, there was a Tinker... Man, there's a lot of amazing just historical so my grand my, notes my, about your family's the t- history. I, there was a Tinker on the Mayflower. He died yeah. the, first, the first winter. He sent a letter back to his brother who came over. Hmm. His brother's my direct descendant. Okay. I'm direct descendant of his brother. It's okay. not the one who was on the Mayflower. Sure, but, but there were tinkers on the his Mayflower. Brother, my, yes, my yeah. ancestor's brother was on the Mayflower. Um, so yes, a lot of family history there. But all that to say um, that we, I would just hear these stories mm-hmm. right, from my father and these stories of our, of our tribe, the stories of our people, right? the stories of, uh, again, read the, read the book, The Turn of the Wheel. And yeah. just these stories were, and I think that, that also just influenced my Catholicism. Yeah. Right, that, that, that it's, with stories are so important. Mm, like yeah. the, it's passing on the tradition is so important. Yeah. Passing on your heritage is so important. Passing on who you are yeah. is so important. Um, because yeah, I wasn't connected. Other than going to the dances, I didn't have that connection. Mm-hmm. My connection was through the stories. Mm-hmm. It was through the stories of my great-grandfather, yeah. the stories of my grandfather, the stories of, of our people. We are in so many ways our stories. Um, yeah. Well, that's really beautiful. Um, so 
just fast forward a bunch of years and just more another beautiful providence. Uh, the Lord has led you to now be a priest on uh, on a Native American reservation. Um, and so did you ever think this would be where the Lord led you? Did you ever feel like um, called to this because of, of of the stories that you were told and 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 now, um, yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, that's a good idea. I knew I always wanted to be a missionary mm-hmm. from my earliest, when I felt called to the priesthood. Yeah. I'm not discerning, how do you want to serve as a priest? It was missionary. Not necessarily that I was going to be a missionary my whole life, but yeah. I just knew that I knew I wanted that to be a part of my priesthood in some capacity. Um, ended up joining uh, the Francis group up in Pennsylvania, and but they had a history of missions. Mm-hmm. But actually, one of the groups I looked at and visited was the Society of Missionaries to Africa. Hmm. Just and I went on a mission trip to Africa before I joined to Ethiopia yeah. to work with the missionaries of charity because I just had this draw to this mission life. Um, and it was actually you know my brother John being influential on me, but some others been like, there's like look at like America needs missionaries. One of my best friends up in Portland, Oregon. And that's definitely mission territory. For sure, like, yeah. There's this, yeah. you know, the new evangelization of John Paul II, yeah. you know, that there's this call to do mission work in our own country, you know, where, where we're really desperate for the mm-hmm. faith. So that was striking my heart. And then, you know, the Lord stirred on my heart to come down to Arizona. And yeah. it wasn't necessarily for the sake of doing native missions. It was because I felt God's call to Phoenix. Yeah. But that's what, <clears throat> when, when I felt the call of Phoenix, Bishop Olmstead's like, I need you guys to come and work with the, the native peoples here. And it just, I, I knew, I actually called my father uh, as we were coming down. And I told, told my dad, hey, I'm really discerning leaving the group I'm in Pennsylvania and joining, and starting a new group hmm. down in Arizona and uh, to go do mission work down there. And my dad goes, to work with the Native Americans. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a part of what we're going to be doing down there. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like he just knew, like my dad just knew yeah. like this was- The Holy so Spirit? The Holy Spirit was yeah. just leading his heart. Wow. And before in prayer. He's yeah. like, I didn't know what it was gonna be. He's like, but I knew something like this was coming. Wow. And uh, and so um, I just, affirmation and confirmation yeah. of, of, yeah. And I think it's uh, it's really beautiful to be able to, and, and the, the, you know, the work people we work with, the, the Pimas and Maricopas, they're, they're not Plains Indians. Mm-hmm. It's a much different culture, a much mm-hmm. different tribe. And so yeah. to get to know the tribal culture here, to get yeah. to know the sensitivities, and to get to know the stories, yeah. has been a really beautiful yes. aspect as well. Yeah. And to be able to, to live with the people. Has your time here uh, living with and serving uh, the Pimas and the Maricopas, has that given any new like self-understanding to yourself and maybe like just your own tribal story and history? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and for a few different reasons, I really understand the trauma because hmm. uh, the people here down here, their real trauma is they're taken out of the water, mm-hmm. right? The rivers were dammed up in yeah. the 1950s yeah. and that really their, their, their culture was fishing and farming yeah. and their culture was like taken away. And so the tragedy of like a culture being lost and the yeah. trauma that is to try yeah. and to rediscover who you are Plus that kind of a trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different because we were buffalo hunters. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we were no longer, uh, we were taken out of our, you know, our our, gra- our hunting grounds yeah. and moved to northeastern Oklahoma and this little plant and no longer able to hunt the buffalo. Yeah. That, that, that the trauma of really trying to figure out like a whole new way of life. It puts my, like, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my, my great-grandfather's life in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like what was that like for them to make this transition? You know, from this is my way of life, mm-hmm. you know, which my, again, my great, great, great grandfather who had the child and my great, great grandfather who was raised. So he'd been raised as a buffalo hunter. Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden he's got this trail of tears yeah. and like to form the whole new way of life. And then my great grandfather being the first to be like, be raised yeah. of like in this new way of life mm-hmm. where there, where it's just the tragedy and, and living out of that trauma. So I think that's helped me get perspective as yeah. to the family, what they went through. My great grandfather was an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. Um, if mm. it wasn't for the Catholic faith, my gra- my dad would probably be one sure. like, that really broke him free instead of yeah. free. But really the understanding of like, how alcoholism kind of took over, yeah. you know, the family tree and the family line because of the trauma and the trying to figure out your way of life once it's totally taken from you. That's really beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. Just the getting that sense of, 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 of their pain kind of then just the giving you understanding of, of what other tribes have, have gone through. Um, it's really beautiful. So, I'll uh, we'll give you just a, a last word if there's anything else that you feel like needs to be known or said about your story, um, your understanding, your experience, or your people's story. Um, yeah, I think two more things I think that I haven't covered yet that okay. were on my list before yeah. I started. One was, um, so after they moved the natives to tribal lands all over the, yeah. the, the nation, they assigned them to religions, right? Hmm. And so they assigned Presbyterians have here, you know, okay. you know Catholics are here, yeah. you know, Methodists are here, Quakers are here. Well, the Osage get assigned the Quakers. So the Quakers are said, this is going to be your... And basically the Osage are like, no, like we're Catholic, get out. They're like kicked the, and they like told the Je- the French, the Jesuits like yeah. come and take care of our mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was this like the, the beautiful aspect of um, the fact that they received the faith. Yes. Like from yeah. the very beginning, Marquette met them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there really was this, this openness. Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, the Lord preparing hearts and, mm-hmm. and I do see the beauty of like the missionaries. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a, that's a tense subject today. You know, but uh, but as far as our people, I know a lot of the native peoples would say like we're happy with the missionaries mm-hmm. because they came to bring the faith. Yeah, and there unfortunately were people who were taking advantage of of the new lands, mm-hmm. but there were missionaries who were here for people's hearts. Yeah, and I think our people really received that That's in so the beauty beautiful. of these beautiful saints, yeah. these saintly men who came to, to to want to care for souls. Yeah, and 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 then the people really receiving that and saying, okay, well, no, we want this, and so much so that like, no, we don't want. Anybody else, don't mm-hmm. try to send us the Quakers. Like, we want the Catholics here because we've been touched. We're going to build this beautiful cathedral um, to, I mean, cathedral, quote unquote, they call it the Cathedral of the Osage, to, uh, for the Inamazian Monument to God. And I think for me, that's just been such a, a touching aspect um, of that beauty of, of openness to whatever, mm. to, to God. Because yeah. again, I can't imagine what it's like when these strangers show up who, yeah, the country. They dress differently. They look differently. <laughs> yes, like they don't know your way of life. Yeah. And they have this different God that they're bringing. Yeah. To, to be open to that. Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, like I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it comes from a stirring of the Holy Spirit. Yes. But it inspires me to like, because my ancestors said yes to that. Yeah. My family's Catholic, you know, on, so my, on my dad's so side. So beautiful, yeah. And so, because uh, my, actually my, grand, my grandmother was not Catholic. She was Lutheran. And my mm. grandfather was Catholic on my dad's side. Yeah. And my grandfather's like, I'm staying Catholic. And yeah. so my grandmother converged from Lutheranism to Catholicism okay. because of my grandfather. Yeah. So that's how my dad's Catholic. Yeah. You know? So there's this whole connection. He gets into the Catholic charismatic renewal and that leads yeah. to his conversion. And yeah. And and so the, and then my mother would never marry non-Catholic, you know. So like a big part of it <laughs> yes. is like the fact that my ancestors were very open to the gospel. Yeah. And it makes me very open to wherever the spirit wants to move, what yeah. he wants to do, because that openness yeah. to the movements of the spirit. To say, okay, I'm willing to make a change in my belief system, yeah, because there might be truth out there that which is going to transform my heart, and yeah. that's the truth of Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, just an unbelievable line. I mean, you see just how many things have to happen for you to be here alive as a priest, yeah. um, serving here, just kind of getting that whole thread back to the Mayflower. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, really, really incredible, really, really beautiful. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story. This is really beautiful. It's really awesome. Um, really glad we got the chance to do this. But unfortunately, we have come to that time. Yeah. Uh, and it is time for our, our fun question. Oh, boy. I'm nowhere near as loony or zany <laughs> as our as our dear brother, Brother Elijah. Okay. Um, so my fun question for you, Father, is that you have said to us today that you always felt called to be a missionary. And you are a missionary in the 21st century. And thanks be to God for that because we need them and we need them here. But if you could be a missionary in any time, in any place, where would you like, where, where would you, what, what do you think would be an exciting, adventurous time and place to be a missionary? Wow. I mean, that's a fascinating question. Yeah. Well, I you think know, it's, it's I, a really good question. Thank you. Thank you. I hope Brother Elijah's listening to this right now, <laughs> taking notes. Yeah, I think so. You know what? I want to say the early church. It's a great answer. Just just the excitement of <clears throat> like the, the gospel. Yeah. Like obviously if I'm a missionary, I've received it. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the, of paganism, I grew up pagan. Yeah. You're guess. probably going to die. You've picked a and, time where like death is almost yeah. certain. <laughs> yeah. And, like we're hiding. We're having mass yeah. like in a, in a house yeah. underground. Or in a catacomb. In a catacomb. Yeah. We're sneaking around with the bishop. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, hey, like the bishop like taps me one day. He's like, I need you to go to the next city over because they don't know the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and they need a priest. And I need you to bring them the Eucharist and yes. to go over. And then, yeah, yeah, it's death is likely. You're having these secret conferences. You're like a tent maker. You're like going out of the market. Yep. I don't know. There's just something really fascinating about that time period in history where that's how the gospel really begins to mm-hmm. flourish is because yep. of these initial missionaries. So yep. I think if I had to choose one, one, I mean, I, I could, I think all of them pretty exciting. But that For sure. Like For that. sure. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, would you please just, would you mind just closing us in a prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we, we thank you for the ways in which you've stirred in our hearts. We talked about how you've stirred in the hearts of, of so many um, that have led us here today uh, to be here listening to this podcast, and be here um, trying to open our hearts to what you want to do. And so, Lord, we open our hearts to you today that you might touch us with your love and your presence. May we be inspired to come to know you, to experience you, to come to oh, be present to your love today in a new way that we might spread that love to others. May all native peoples come to know you and your presence and your love. And may your blessing come down upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Go in peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.